Every business is unique. But the ups and downs we experience as we launch and run our businesses are pretty similar. We're Harmon Brothers, the team behind Pooping Unicorns and other weird but successful video ads you've probably seen. We help businesses grow through unforgettable video marketing, and we're no stranger to tricky situations. In fact, we embrace them. The goal of this podcast is to show how your crappy circumstances could be the golden opportunity that leads to your next success. You're listening to Poop to Gold. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today, I am joined on the show by Casey Zeman. Welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, Casey, tell us what your business is. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, am the founder of a webinar platform named Easy Webinars. I've been doing sort of online stuff for a long time. Uh, started off as a course creator in, in YouTube. So I was a YouTube course creator that had a really hard time selling his stuff uh, until I started using webinars to basically sell my products, uh, my, my course online. And then from there, I was like, wow, webinars are really cool. So we started building out what at the time was Easy Webinar Plugin, which is a WordPress plugin um, that was the first webinar plugin. And then years later, it evolved into what is now Easy Webinar, which is a full uh, SaaS-based platform hosted. We are a kind of a holistic webinar platform built for creators, for consultants, uh, small businesses, basically to leverage the power of live webinars and also um, evergreen and automated webinars. Um, and we give the ability to push to Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And uh, we kind of like to cross the combination of engagement and automation together to help uh, businesses grow. And it kind of stemmed from me loving video at the, you know, from a long time back and just being a very big, you know, advocate of, of using the power of video to bridge the gap of impersonality found in the web. And that's translated to the highest level, which webinars are kind of that highest level, right? Obviously we're doing that level of communication now. So, so yeah, that was kind of the back, uh, that's, that's the tool, easy webinar. I'm the founder and, um, it's been, it's been pretty fun. We have a, a couple other software products as well that all focus on the same thing, but that's, uh, easy webinar has been the main focus. Got it. And is the main use case for Easy Webinar um, using webinars to sell information products? We have a lot of. I mean, as a course creator myself, that was that was the idea that I wanted to be able to just sell better, leveraging the power of webinars. A lot of our messaging is around uh, around just being able to sell better with webinars. Whether you're using it as a front end tool for selling, or you're using it to keep attrition low by having it as an onboarding methodology. We we see coaches, consultants, small businesses. I mean, we have a lot of local local businesses that use our system. Uh, we have uh, enterprise level clients that use the system, SaaS platforms that will use our system basically for just selling better. That's how people are using us, whether they're using us for maybe an online summit or using us for you know their weekly live calls or pushing into their Facebook group um, mm -hmm. a, a video and maybe bringing in three or four other people to interview or something like that. People are using our system holistically just to basically connect better with potential clients and then keep the clients happy by keeping top of uh, mind with consistent live content. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about the what of your business. Now let's talk about the why. What's the almost the core mission and vision behind it um, that that makes everything tick? That that makes you and your team so excited to tackle hard problems? Well, I you know here's the thing. Um, the why is that 
I think that there has been this need to, you know, we, you know, we're, we're all connected on a digital level, but it feels like almost that there's a still this massive disconnect. The, the whole idea of our platform is it brings back conversation. It brings back connection and it still does it on a digital pla uh, plane, but it does it in our hopes to be the best way possible of engaging and connecting. Again, I think it's, it's the whole concept of like, I think over automated is, is doesn't serve really all that well, like when you're over automated, right? You have processes and over automated stuff, but also if you're highly, highly engaged and you're like every customer you're answering one-on-one -on -one specifically, you're going to get burnt out quick. So we, we believe in finding this sort of happy medium uh, between the two where we want to give you the tools that will help you to stay engaged, but automate the process so that your audience and your clients and your customers still love you. They're still engaged with you. The whole concept of, of webinars, you know, is like the, the one and done, right? Zoom call, calls, which are great. They're, they're mostly like one and done. You, 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 you do them and you're finished, right? With our platform, we believe that we want you to be able to take that one and repurpose it over and over again, right? And take that one session and be able to do it live, put it into an automation of some kind and let it work for you over and over again to leverage your time better. We know how busy life gets. I mean, this is the thing. Like I know as, as for me as a course creator, when I was doing this and I have three kids, everybody's homeschooled right now, right? Obviously. Uh, and I needed to find this way for solving the problem of being able to create systems that still leveraged me and the engagement that I could bring, but then I could still have time with doing all the things that my wife needs me to do, or we needed code do together. And so I saw you know, for me, it was, uh, it was a need for, for creating, you know, systems around, you know, doing one live webinar a week that where I could sell, uh, doing, having automated webinar systems in place so that I had more time and freedom so that I could work on more offers or help the people that I was trying to serve. You know, I needed customer acquisition in place so that I could actually get results for people. So I think that's the why uh, we was created so that we could help people bas basically sell better, create systems around engagement and automation so that they could generate more revenue because they're making an interpersonal connection with people, but at the same time, scale up their business through these systems and then still have more time with their family. Some of our clients who are using our automated side of things, some of them generate seven figures a month using our webinar platform as a as that entry point for customer acquisition and sales, wow. right? That That's a good example of, of what I mean. They can put all their marketing efforts into a really good webinar. You know, with, with the concept of funnels, obviously funnels are awesome, we kind of go and say, we want to create an experience beyond just a funnel. Like, so we, we feel like a webinar is a, is just a higher touch point experience that people can, can have and that it gets you closer to the sale, um, and makes the sale. And then you can have follow-up experiences based on actions performed during the webinar. So there's a lot of things that we bring in that will help people have an experience when they, when they come into a webinar, right? Like your own experience is going to be unique to you. You know what I mean? And because of that, it just sells better. And so uh, as, a, as a user, that's what I want my audience to experience so that I can step back, focus on, you know, the, the bigger things while I, while I, you know, see the system working, right? Almost uh, finding the perfect balance between personal touch, 
and scalability. Yes. It's like, I want to have the mom and pop feel, right? And I say this sometimes that I want to have the mom and pop experience, but still have it scalable, you know, scalable intimacy. I call it scalable intimacy. You know, it'd be awesome to be able to just like have that, you know, Oh, Casey, I, I came through your web. I, we get these questions. I have these responses. I they come into my email because when someone's on one of my automated webinars, I get the response here in my email and I can see when someone's like, this was awesome. Thank you so much for this, for this workshop. And Hey, can you send me that blog article? And, uh, and, and, and I can do that. I can like literally send something to them. And, and it's just this, I'm, I'm leveraging some of the, the, the heavy lifting by using automation, but then I can still have these wonderful intimate touch points with them. Yeah. yeah after the fact, getting that feedback from people has been really, uh, why we keep pushing forward with these, uh, these type of tools. Casey, this is the poop to gold po podcast, of course. Yeah. Talk to us about your poop moment. Where along your journey did it get dark? I mean, I've, I've had diarrhea moments, my friend. I mean, uh, you know, a few, a few of them. Well, before I was a course creator, I, uh, I was in real estate. And uh, when the market cried, I mean, this goes back to like 2008, 2009, market mm -hmm. crashed. Uh, I went from a job where I was making $245,000 a year to 15,000 the next year. And uh, yeah, and I almost lost my house twice. I, we went into default by like six months or something. I had to figure out what to do. Um, and that's when... Hold, hold on. Um, I want to stick on this for just a second. So. Yeah. $245,000 one year. Yeah. I imagine coming with that type of income, probably a pretty nice lifestyle. And then the next year, $15,000. Talk to me about what happened to your lifestyle. Uh, were you able to ratchet it back quick enough? What, what happened during that time? And what did that feel like? It happened so quick. I went from, you know, being able to, to actually generate revenue to the next month not being able to generate revenue. So it happened so fast that I couldn't afford my $5,500 mortgage payment at that point. Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford um, the, uh, you know, the, the going out. I mean, luckily we didn't have kids yet. So it was me and my wife, but it put such a strain on our, um, on our, on our relationship because of how quick the transition happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And it put me in scramble and, and, and survival mode at that point. It was, it was super difficult because every day I was like trying to, I was waking up trying to figure out what my next thing was going to be, how I was going to be able to afford things. And, and, and my thought was, I, we're just going to lose the house. My thought every day was like, we're going to lose the house. We're going to get rid of the house until one day my wife was like, Casey, I don't want to lose this house. I don't want to lose this house. Just do what you can to keep this house, which was actually helpful for me because I did a, a series of things, you know, it was before I even pivoted to a different business, but I was doing a series of things like I got my house modified, you know, I modified the loan, uh, got us into a low interest rate. And I did all that myself. I like just worked with the bank to try to keep the house. I didn't, and I mean, almost going into short sale, almost going into foreclosure twice. It was, it was certainly a strain. We had to pull back a lot on what we were doing. Uh, the yard was getting no water, you know, weren't watering any, we weren't watering the plants. Nothing was getting done. The house was just looking basically like a trash heap, but that's because we couldn't afford anything. That's when I, I, I started to uh, try to find out how to build leads online. Cause I was like, maybe I just need more leads in my real estate business. It just got harder at that point. You know, I started learning about lead generation. So it's, I started learning about online marketing. And then I realized that there's no point for me to continue on with uh, the real estate. I was in mortgages and mortgage industry just took a crap on everyone. So I basically got out of it, but then I was trying to figure out what next to do. And that's when 
when I started learning about online marketing, I started liking it. And then I had a friend, a mentor, his name is Chris Farrell, and he was a buddy of mine already. And he was already doing online marketing. And I said, I'm interested in doing this stuff. What do you suggest I do? And he was like, I, I, you need to choose one thing, focus on one thing and become an expert at it. And then after you're an expert at it, that's what you go with. I looked around and I chose YouTube because I, I was an actor a long time ago. Before real estate, I was an actor. And because I loved video, I jumped into YouTube and just started enjoying um, like learning about YouTube. And then I, I became a YouTube consultant and I started doing, um, you know, I, I started doing consulting work for, uh, some companies. Um, eventually I was able to get some, some consulting work for Estee Lauder and Dell and Harper Collins. It wasn't scaling for me, this consulting thing. Right. So I was still making probably only like $40,000 a year, right. The, the, in 2010 or 11, but then I had the, this notion of being a course creator. I wanted to build a course online and, and and sell it. And so that's when I started creating a course called YouTube Revealed. It was all about getting to the first page of Google, leveraging the power of YouTube. And uh, and then I, I pushed that out in 2012 uh, after six months building the course. And after I built the course, I couldn't sell it at all. Couldn't figure out how to actually sell it until I started using webinars. So I built, I, I started creating YouTube videos that would invite people to workshops where I would teach them how to basically get on the first page of Google using YouTube for free. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't pitch a course at all. I just used free no pitched webinars to build my email list because I was paranoid about selling and I was terrible at selling and income was really bad at the time, but I was still like, just, I was doing my thing. But that's when I finally started to sell. I, I was getting like 30 people, 60 people on a webinar every week. And I started to sell $1,000 here and there. Eventually I got into a rhythm of selling about $3,000 a week. And that was when I realized my, the sweet spot. All I needed was 30 to 60 people on a live webinar and I could sell my course at $1,000 because at first I was selling it at 200. It wasn't selling at all. And I was, it, I had the wrong offer and then I offered it at a thousand and finally it started selling at a higher price. I realized that I only needed 30 people. Sh sorry, showing up to my live webinar on a weekly basis. And after I had those 30 people, I was selling three of them into my 1k program. And that's how I got to a point around, you know, $12,000 a year, uh, you know, a month. Um, and then it started to grow from there. And so that's in 2012. And that's when I brought my income back. Uh, so in that year, we did about, I did about $250,000 worth of uh, sales in my product software, you know, I'm sorry, my, my, my course. Um, mm -hmm. but I, and I, and I started gaining affiliates. So I started doing affiliate marketing stuff. So a lot of that actually a good portion of that went to affiliates. So I still wasn't really banking, but I was definitely like now making six figures some from my course creation, which was awesome. And it finally then led me into being able to create a software. I mean, the next phase for me was I thought there was a better way to do webinars. And that's when Easy Webinar Plugin was born. And it was a, a WordPress uh, plugin that did webinars, but automated webinars only. And that's when we started building that software. And that has, I have all so many poop stories around that, you know, just building software, not being a software, yeah, you know, I don't, I didn't know anything about software. I chose the wrong developers when I first started out. I didn't have any concept and understanding of wireframing. Um, just all the, I took all the wrong steps, spent a lot of money. A year later, it just wasn't functioning. So I, I had to dump my developers and find new developers. And those new developers, I, I created a, a joint venture partnership so that they would get some revenue. Uh, they would get, you know, uh, they would, they would generate revenue from the actual 
uh, platform. So it had, you know, uh, profit sharing built into it, which helped me to actually get the software off the ground at that point. But before then, it was just a challenge, a massive challenge. Talk to me. I've heard it said that with kind of the uh, the rise of uh, information-based businesses and everyone selling a course and everyone kind of having, uh, us included, you know, we, we have yeah. courses that, that we sell to teach people how to do marketing the way that Harmon Brothers uh, does marketing. Yeah. Um, so, so we're part of that, that mix as well. But I've heard it said that with kind of that, um, the rise of, of courses and the popularity of it, that um, webinars have um, had to evolve and, and in some regards, the effectiveness of them, in, at least in certain circumstances, has gone down. Can you kind of talk me through what your experience has been and what recommendations you have to stay relevant? I, I feel, especially in this COVID time that we're in right now, right? The pandemic has definitely opened the floodgates around uh, tools like this, right? So webinars are a communication tool, right? And if we fundamentally think about, well, there are no other options of sales at this point besides getting on the phone with someone or doing a video chat. If you think about that fundamental um, bridge now that we've had to all institute ourselves upon, I think that personally now there's going to be more of this. I think the, the, the resurgence of webinars in the sense that now, I think there's the, there is more of an awareness of online video communication and connection and sales and marketing and, uh, and you know, staying relevant. All those things are, are now using components like this. Like we are forced into it now more than ever, in fact. Um, maybe pre-pandemic, it was, you know, the, the idea or the notion of webinars was more of like the web the name webinar comes with a lot, right? Like the, the name itself webinar, it, it sort of feels kind of archaic sort of, but I do think that the evolution has turned into better ways of systemizing connectivity with people. A webinar requires someone to take, have a higher commitment. And because the commitment is, is higher for someone to join a webinar normally, and this is what we've seen in the past when we've done, you know, any sort of analysis that leads and, and the people that come through webinar experiences are way higher valued than the people that don't, right? And I think it's because there's never going to be a point where communication isn't a valuable commodity for connecting and selling and marketing. And webinars are that level of communication. I think it's the only thing that has evolved maybe is the name and the use of it, right? it's now used for everything, not just one singular part of even a sales journey, right? It's used at every point of a sales journey. If you look at any system, uh, any business that's performing really, really well, webinars are in their offer stack. Webinars are in what they are, how they're staying relevant and top of mind with their customers and clients. So I think that there's been a resurgence more so than, than a uh, sort of a, sort of a deadening, you know what I mean? But I will say this, I think it, it's going to be, you know, what, what is kind of dead is the salesy approach, the four by three PowerPoint experience. You know, I yeah. think people care about this more this connection more uh, for me, I, I'm not so much a fan of like saying these slides have to be, you know, slide one, slide two. I, I'm not a fan of, of slides as a, um, a selling methodology. 
I feel like authenticity of connect a connection on a on a video is 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 the highest level of connect of connection. And I think what's changed now is that more people are so used to doing video, especially because they have to do FaceTime. And obviously, you see this all the time because you guys are really on on the cutting edge of video. You know, people are more. I think more confident in general about being on camera because they have to be. So mm. because of that, there's a, there's been a I think a resurgence of engaging better now, and people are going to get better at it. Uh, I think that the whole concept of uh, you know sort of staying um, you know behind the scenes and not showing yourself and and staying behind, hidden behind your slides, I think that's going away. It's kind of a window into who you are in your life and and allowing us to show more of our authenticity. I, I think that's the evolution that we've seen. Got it. So much more of the face to face, much less of the here. Let me just feed you information via slides. Yeah, I, I love it. What are the top two things you wish you would have known when you started on this journey? Uh, top two things. Um, I wish I would have known about business organization because I was an entrepreneur, solopreneur who, you know, ventured into, you know, creating his own product. And, and then, you know, I didn't really have a, a clear understanding of organization, team growth, you know, all those things. Like I, I wish I had understood how to be a good CEO, um, mm years ago. I also wish that I had thought about it because a long time for a long time, easy webinar was a lifetime. You could buy it for lifetime access. That's not a great way to run uh, a, a recurring business model. So I wish I would have thought about recurring revenue models. You know, I was, I was thinking about it, but I didn't take the a quick enough action. Uh, I wish I would have taken earlier action built the software from the ground up with a recurring revenue model in place on a monthly mm -hmm. basis. We didn't go monthly recurring revenue until 2018. Before then, 2000, middle of 2016, we turned it into a, uh, a software that was uh, yearly recurring. So we didn't figure out you know, everything until, uh, until 2016, 17, you know, I was worried about it, but you know, we were doing million dollar launches of the product prior to 2016, but it was, that was it. You won and done, right? And uh, it wasn't. And it's it hard wasn't. To, it's hard to maintain a maintain a software product without having the uh, recurring revenue flowing. Yeah. Out. So so we took we took hits. We took we uh, we did big launches with affiliates. You know, before 2016, and then 2016, my I, I was like, I'm gonna pull back on affiliates. Just focus on our own stuff uh, and try and go into recurring revenue. And so we did that. But again, it took us six months to do. We only did it on a yearly. So we took a, a you know, a haircut, shave, whatever you want to call it. We, we took a, our revenue went down, but our net revenue was up. So because we, we lessened our affiliate payouts and things like that, eventually we got back into doing more of that, but we wanted to get really sort of our, we wanted to be, you know, stand on our own two feet, so to speak, for the next couple of years. And so we did that. Uh, figured out systems for selling on our own without affiliate without the affiliate model, um, and that and that helped us um, to really ramp up when we started back in 2018 with uh, recurring revenue on a monthly ver on a monthly plan. Casey, how can our listeners stay in touch with you? Yeah, you can. Anyone can reach out to me at, at Casey uh, Instagram. You know, at Casey Zeman. I post uh, about my family, my life, uh, my you know software business. You know, the failures, the 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 good, the bad, the everything. You can also go to easywebinar.com. That's E-A-S-Y webinar.com. 
Um, and I have a couple master classes there that people can, can join if they want. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Casey. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you. And thank you for sharing your experience and wisdom with our listeners. Well, no, thank you, uh, Ben. I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was great. And for our listeners, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, if you want to learn more about Harmon Brothers and what we do, check us out at HarmonBrothers.com. And we'll see you on the next episode. At Harmon Brothers, we're known for what we call our hero campaigns. These are big nationwide campaigns for brands like Squatty Potty, Poopery, Purple Mattresses, Lumi Deodorant, and many others. What makes these campaigns special is that they've helped scale those businesses by tens of millions of dollars each. Now, companies reach out to us on a regular basis wanting a hero campaign. They want that type of growth, they want that type of branding, and they want that type of awareness. But the simple reality is, most businesses and entrepreneurs aren't yet quite ready for that level of growth. So we've built what we call a hero incubator that is designed to help entrepreneurs and companies prepare for a hero campaign and to be ready for the type of growth that they're looking for. The hero incubator starts with a marketing audit. We offer these marketing audits for free and you can apply for one at harmanbrothers.com forward slash audit.